Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Dave Rothenberg is going to stick with us right now from Pietro and Rothenberg. Of course, we're just talking about this on your show, Dave. Let's bring Key into this. Key, what concerns you most about the Major League Baseball lockout? Well, I think most of my concern – well, you know what? I'm not really concerned, to be honest with you, other than them starting on time or when they're going to start. Other than that, I don't really – I understand negotiations, and I understand that players that are the second and third tier guys want to get to the money sooner because the big boys obviously – you know, they're going to get the money sooner, but the the guys in the middle, they got to wait. They got to go through arbitration. All I get all that. So it's a negotiation and the sticking points will get worked out when they get worked out. You think that they should have been ahead of this two years ago or a year ago. Well, they were negotiating, but they just couldn't get to a place where they felt comfortable on both sides. You see, Dave, I, I get worried about this because, this is something to me that the players union might be fragmented over this if this goes into April. And what I've been hearing from a lot of experienced agents is that they're really unhappy with the PA's leadership here. It, it, it should never even gotten to this point. Is this something that you're extremely concerned about for the future of the sport? Well, here's the thing, guys, and thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I, I am concerned, and uh, I'm greatly worried about the future of baseball. And that's aside from even this. I mean, we, we just talked about it minutes ago on, a, on our show, and let's bring it to your show. Baseball, Max, and you're 100% right, is a regionalized sport. You love the Yankees, and that is really all you're involved with. I love the Mets, and I'll watch Sorry for your the troubles. Yeah, good. yeah well, my, my, my issues are away from that. But you're right. I mean, I, I, I love the Mets. I'll watch the Mets. I'll watch other stuff. But, uh, like, I'll, I, w- I will watch the game tonight, Dallas and the Saints, because I love football. And you could put any game on, and I would watch it. You could put the A's and, in, and Guardians, I guess I should say, on. I'd be like, oh, really? I, I have no interest in this. It is a regionalized sport. Now we're in the midst of a pandemic and there's a chance, and I don't know that it happens, but I think you have to be concerned and aware about it. There's a chance that baseball might not start on time. Key, you're right. If, if I, I don't care. I don't care what the players get. I don't care what the owners get. All I care about is when I get to late March or early April exactly. of 2022 that baseball is and, there. And, and, if it's, yep, and if it's not there, Key, then I'm going to care. Yeah, because to me – Max says it's a regional sport. No question. I don't care about anybody but the Dodgers. That's fine. But it's a summer sport. It is a summer sport because when we get to the summer, we're going on vacation. We're traveling to cities. We're traveling the country. We stop. We take our families, whatever the case may be. And then we roll into pennant time. That's all that matters to me. I don't care about baseball when it first starts. Opening day. Okay, let me see the rotation. Who's going to roll out there? Bam, two weeks. All right, then I'm looking at it here and there. When I get down to the summer, that's when it really matters to me because it gives me something to do. Basketball is over with. Football hasn't started. The only thing we're left with is Major League Baseball. Dave, I'm going yes. to prove to you right now that you do care, okay? Okay. New York has, is, a, is a, a market of $20 million. So New York teams have enormous financial resources. In the other sports, they are treated just like every other team. Like if you live in Kansas City – You may have a backyard, breathe clean air, have more space in your house. But guess what? When you go to the theater, you're going to dinner theater. You don't get to see Broadway. In New York, you're living in a cramped situation, polluted air, all these kind of things. But you have the best in the world at your doorstep. It's part of the trade-off, right? 
And so that inc- when it, when there are salary caps and stuff like that in 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 leagues, what they're saying is twenty million New Yorkers or ten million Mets fans are treated the same as two million Royals fans. Right. They're saying that there are five of you to equal one of them because you're all entitled to more or less the same product. It's actually intrinsically unfair, even though it seems fair. So now you've got a rich owner in Steve Cohen. I know they're all rich, but this guy didn't get ripped off by Madoff and has real money to spend. You want now that the Mets finally got a deep pocketed owner willing to spend money? You want to give concessions to the owners, which is always the same thing. It's not about competitive balance. It's about transferring money from the players to the owners, which means that the Mets will be treated more like every other team. Your resources will be limited in terms of how good your franchise can be. Welcome to the Knicks and the Jets. Is that what you want, Dave? Or would you like to enjoy your advantages? No, I, but here's the thing. I don't even think of that as something that potentially is going to happen. I, I don't think it's, there's no way the players are going to approve a salary cap. But it's in already kind of happened with the luxury tax, man. It's already well, affected the Yankees. But yeah, but not the Mets. I mean, Steve Cohen's because not because you haven't spent money like that yet, Dave. Wow. Dave, because you haven't been a repeater offender. When you are a repeat offender on the luxury tax, it will start to get so onerous that that Cohen will stop spending the same kind of money. I, I don't know that that the, the guy spends forty million dollars on a piece of artwork. You think the little luxury tax is going to get in his way? Not at all. Dudes that got that type of money and spend that type of money, that's what they do. Because they're going to keep making money. I don't know, like the Steinbrenners, $750 million, whatever it was in revenue from Yes Network, and they started playing nickel and diming New York with like not wanting to be repeat offenders, and it affected them going after certain players in high-leverage moments where they could have won the World Series. I'm Beck, just do you telling know you how much more money Steve Cohen has than the Steinbrenners, who, yes, you're right, are wealthy. Cohen is one of the wealthiest people in the world. Yeah. Okay. Until the next financial thing rocks the world. I mean, the point is, yes, he might be more willing to spend money, but the luxury tax is so severe it disciplines even the deepest pocketed owners. We've seen it around the league. My point is simply, we don't have to get dive too deep into the de- into the into the you know details that you want as a Mets fan. Trust me, you don't want the owners winning this. When the owners win this, bad for the Mets, good for the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, that's what it's good for. Dave, what are your thoughts on just uh, the, the, the length of these deals for players uh, to make them shorter? Do, do you think that's something that the players could eventually, you know, that the owner could get from the players? I guess it's it's possible. Uh, I, I think it's realistically possible. I, I think what the players are going to want to they, they want to get paid earlier. And you see, like yeah. the Wander Francos of the world, and, and and these players are getting these monster deals, but they're they're getting them young. They're getting them. They're getting them early. And I think the player is going to want to get paid and get paid at, at you know for four or five years, and then get paid again, and then get paid again. So yeah, I, I think anything is on the table. To be honest with you, and I, I think at the end of the day, and you guys know this. You were you were athletes, and that is the owners are going to win, right? The owners. Always find a way to win. So let's cut to the chase. Let's get to the brass taxes. Let's figure out a way to get it done. Because if we get to late March, early April, and there's no baseball, I think that you get a revolt from the baseball. See, I, I never, I never look at the negotiations as owners wins, players win, because they all making money in a lot of it. It's their business. You are the player. You're going to make less money than the guy who owns the business. That's just the way it works. You, you We work at ESPN. You think you think ESPN's going to make more money than us? Absolutely. And they We're going to get our fair share, but they're going to make more money than us because they basically own the product. 
It's the reality of it. Yeah, the, the owners won for a very long time, and then the players were beating the owners like a drum until very recently, between the mid-70s and very recently. See, I recently. think owners, players, that stuff is manufactured, man. Keyshawn, You'll never Jay make Will the money the owners make. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Dave Rothenberg with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Dave, speaking of your love for the Mets, Dave. Yes. Max Scherzer was introduced by the Mets yesterday and was asked about the pressure of playing in New York. The pressure of this is is a privilege. It's not a problem, and so I I, I really enjoy being uh, you know where you're expected to win, and so uh, that's what we're that's what we're here to do, and uh, that's my job, and I love doing it. You want me to react off yes, that? Is that, is that oh, okay? All right. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm not worried about that. At, not 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 a little bit. Um, this is this is a guy that pitched the biggest moments for for the Nationals. Went to the Dodgers, was undefeated. He's a horse. It is a phenomenal signing. You'll you'll hear from the Yankees fans or, or fans. Oh, this is this is bad. How could the Mets do this? He's thirty-seven to three years, hundred and thirty million. There is and key. You can you can attest to this, right? Yeah. There's zero downside here. You saw what this guy does. He's sensational, sensational. The Mets now have, when healthy, and that's a big when and if, the best pitcher in baseball and maybe the second-best pitcher in baseball as well. Yeah, and when you look at it, this is kind of the same way I looked at um, Kershaw's deal we did several years ago as I looked at it and said to myself, you know, I said, okay, we're giving him this type of money. Now you're giving Max Scherzer this type of money, but you can look at it this way. Let's say he's only good for two of the three years. Let's say he's a Cy Young guy for two of the three years and 43, 43 to go to the playoffs. Now take that last year. Divide that last year up and put it in those two years and do the math on that. That last year at 43, you take and say, well, we pay 60, we pay $65 million for a dude to take us to the World Series or a dude to take us deep run into the into the playoffs, and you live with that. You live with that. Yeah, Scherzer, it's a good deal because it's a short deal. You, It's good to overpay on short deals than it is to get market value over 10 years. Now, I know he's 37. He wouldn't get 10 years. But based on his history, based on how he's performed in the recent past, he's likely you, to earn at least the first year or two of that money. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and you know what? If you said to me right now, Dave, you, you got to bet on how many years he'd be good for. The way he pitches, the dominance that he pitches with, I would say all three years. I, I firmly believe that he's going to give you. And listen, year three at 39, he may not be this version of Max Scherzer. But do I think he's a legitimate number three starter? Absolutely. Dude, when you, you know look at his great thing, when you look at his durability and his strikeouts to innings pitch and oh. everything, there, maybe he's still going really strong at forty. Maybe like he he's is. really he's a top five. I agree. Degrom, when healthy, is the best starting pitcher in and baseball. It's not close. Scherzer yeah. is top five. Like you know, you could if he has a great year, maybe he could be two. If he's a little off year, it could be like five. But he's top five. You have two top five starters at the front of your rotation, and in a best of seven series, if you can get to the playoffs. And they can take the ball four times in seven games and give you an average of, let's say, six innings a start. That's a huge chunk of all the innings that will be played in that series and gives you an enormous advantage in terms of actually advancing. And you know what the beauty is as well? If he's not great in year three, you know who can outspend that mistake? The owner of the Mets. That's who. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, I mean, look, he'll love New York or New York won't love him. Because as soon as it doesn't go the way that they want it to, that's right. You know the way you fools are. You'll start mm-hmm. booing him and hey, get out of here! Eight o'clock in the morning, he's got to go. 
No, the last year, like if you have to eat the contract the last year, it's bad. There's no way around that, and it's a lot of not money if to he spend. delivers in the first the two po- years. Yeah, but the, my point is, by year three, so you got to eat it for one year. Yeah, like one year. But and and That's is fine. it worth the risk for how? But I'm, yes, I am again. I agree. I think risk. by year three, Knockwood, barring any kind of like catastrophic injury. Scherzer should be a very good pitcher in year three. Like, he has a long way to fall before he's even below he, average. And even if he becomes your number three guy and you find somebody else from somewhere that becomes your two or whatever the case may be, then so be it. You know how few pitchers in the history of baseball guys have gone this many years in a row without – like, he's – this is 21 and 3, a 2 9. 18 and 5, 3 1 5. 14 and 12, 2 7 9. 20 and 7, 2 9 6. 16 and 6, 2 5 1. 18 and 7, 2 5 3. 15 and 4, 2 4 6. Every year. It's every year. All right. Thank you, Dave. We're going to talk tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow, Have a great day, guys. Tomorrow. It's Dave Rothenberg. Um, ESPN Social presents a Twitter space to support the V Foundation, hosted by Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg today at 2 p.m. Eastern. You can join the space on the V Foundation Twitter uh-huh. handle, at the V Foundation. This is the first ticketed space for ESPN Audio, and all proceeds benefit the V Foundation. It's 99 cents to join. Okay. Um, from Go Blue to Big Blue. That'll do it, ladies and gentlemen. Wolverine Nation, the long drought is over. State is vanquished, and the Wolverines are going to go to Indianapolis with a chance to win a Big Ten title. Amani Toomer joins the show. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Good morning. Morning. Wait, what's up, man? Where you at? In Denmark or something? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm in New York. Oh, okay. All right. I, they told me you had, you know, went on a little vacation, so... I was like, yeah, I, I had to get up out of when we went to uh, when the pandemic happened. We went out to Denmark for the for the summer. Ended up staying there for eight months. So, oh wow, it was cool. It was cool though. I got a chance to do the NFL, so I did the NFL in Denmark. So I, I did my first Super Bowl. <laughs> Wait, when you say you had a chance to do the the NFL, what do you mean by that? Explain that to me. So I got a chance to. Uh, they have TV three, so they have two games a week. And so they do it back to back with the same group, the same um, crew does this, does both games. They do the voiceover. They get the, the live feed from got it uh, from the NFL, and so they have their commentators on. And they bring me on for special segments. They didn't want to be on the whole time because I don't speak Danish. I just speak English. And but it was fun. It was a good time. It was a great experience to see like how football is like growing throughout the world because it's a big, there, there's a lot of people out there that that watch the NFL every week. And love it. And, I mean, it starts from seven. It starts at seventy at seven uh, p.m. at night, and it goes all the way till one a.m. And um, you know, it, it was a fun opportunity. I went to Copenhagen to do it. It was cool. Also, Amani, you're saying that you know, football is becoming. I, I know obviously what they do over in London, games of that sort. But you're saying it's starting to yeah. really create an international footprint. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not as big as basketball, Jay Will, but it's 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 coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. So listen. I'm excited when Imani Toomer's on because, uh, you know, New York Giants, Super Bowl champion, the whole thing, Ring of Honor, all that. However, we are talking college football. Michigan's win over Ohio State is the celebratory moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate. Championship savings for the win. Okay, Jim Harbaugh finally beats Ohio State this past weekend. What are you feeling? I feel like it's about time. I feel relieved. I feel excited. I, I'm happy. 
But, you know, at the same time, you still got to look at his record. It doesn't make up for the entire record versus Ohio State and Michigan State. I didn't forget about that game either. But I'm, I'm definitely happy. I'm happy for the program. It just looked like such a good time out there when they were storming the field. I don't think they – I think they stormed the field once when I was there when we beat Virginia in a last-second comeback. But that was about it. That must have been a great experience. I, I can't say I wish I was there because, you know, it's way too cold out there in Michigan. But – I was glad. Well, you was the damn fool that left California and went to Michigan. So. <laughs> you should have been at U- you know, you should have been at USC you, with me, man. You know what? I I wanted to go to USC my entire life, but when I was when it was my turn to get to go there, I don't even remember who the coach was. But they didn't really recruit me that hard. And, no, I remember. Um, I remember. Yeah, and then like they weren't. You guys weren't any good. But then my senior year, you guys won the Rose Bowl, and I'm like, man, just went to USC. Yeah, no, we were solid. Then we got we got real good. How legit, speaking of good, how legit of a threat do you think Michigan is to win the national title this year? I, I think it's really tough when you look at, you know, the game because I was talking about this with my brother. When you when you go to Indianapolis, it's not gonna be I mean if Ohio if they, if Michigan played Ohio State in Indianapolis with the weather not being a factor, I don't, I don't know how that game turns out. I hope it turns out the way it did, but I really don't know. So when you go to the championship, you're going to be playing in warm weather, which advantages the teams that aren't built for playing in the cold weather. So I, I think they have a shot. They don't have that big uh, – they have a great running game. Their offensive line, defensive line, uh, you know, it's, it's – it's, it's, you know, that really showed their medal against Ohio State. But if you play against some teams, you know, with with like Ohio State in warmer weather, I just I just it's hard for me to under to to anticipate and and say that they're gonna be as good of a team as we saw in the cold weather. Amani Toomer joining us, former Giants and Michigan wide receiver, Super Bowl champion here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Money, I gotta ask you, so before this year how much faith had you lost in Coach Harbaugh? A lot. I had lost a lot of faith. Uh, it's one thing to be quirky when you win, but when you're quirky and you're losing and you have all these weird press conferences from afar, it just looks like, who is this guy? Like, what is he doing here? Uh, he's not, you know, he doesn't, I, I didn't think he really represented the school very well because we're you know, over a straight lace kind of school and, you know, do it the Michigan way, the right way. And I, I just wasn't doing it for me. And, um, I, I just after this win, after he lost to Michigan State, I, I'm, I'm happy that he beat Ohio State, but I would like to have him do both in the same year. I mean, that's the standard. That's what most. Of, that's what happened most of the time when I was there. We beat them both, and um, you know, to win one Big Ten championship, and I don't know how many years he's been. I mean, he hasn't even won the Big Ten yet. He only won Big Ten East. Uh, so I don't know. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong, but there's still a lot of meat on the bones for me. All right, we, we can talk about Michigan maybe winning a national title this year. I mean, I guess we could. What I'm really interested in is the New York football giants. Amani, <laughs> what do they do about their – we're getting rid of Gettleman. Forget Gettleman. He's gone. I'm, 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 I'm firing Gettleman. Okay. Okay? Now, right. so, so I, don't, I don't want to hear you talk about Gettleman. Head coach, what okay, do we do about the head coach? Amani, what do we do about the head coach? He's only been there two years. I mean, if you want to keep firing coach every two years, then we just change our colors from from blue to green and be a jet. You know, what I mean, we yeah, got to stick point. with somebody for a while. I mean, I, I think 
Never that. I mean, never that's that. What it is. Yep. Never that. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Of course, the new GM. All right. Fine. Talk about Gettleman. You get rid of Gettleman. Man, it's tough. I mean, I. It's tough. See, man. I think it, I think just... I think Imani, he's done a decent job. Oh come on! Damn, damn it! Spent a day over five hundred and five years. He's been there three or four, four now. Uh, yeah. I... Look, I, there's, there's, there's a case for both. I mean, I, I personally like Dave Gettleman, so I don't really want to mm-hmm. say too many bad things about him because, I, I mean, I like the guy. He, he was there when I was there. He was always a guy when I walked in the locker room, was always had a, a smile on his face, always uplifting people. But, you know, the record speaks for itself. And, and, and the drafts, it, just, it was just – I mean, you have to take Saquon, right? Like, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the pick that everybody questions. I, I would definitely not. I would definitely have taken Saquon over everybody else. But, man, there's been so many misses. It's just – it's tough. It's tough to defend. But I, I still think that you got you to gotta give somebody uh, – you, you got to give opportunities. I know Giants fans don't want to hear that, but it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to, to – because I know him personally – for me to yeah. kind of everyone rail seems him. to like him who knows him I just you know the results are the results how about Daniel Jones Imani are, are you is he the quarterback of the future for the team or is he somebody that you're kind of like I am not sure I, I am not sure I mean I like the kid too I met him a couple times great dude but yeah you look at some of the the thing about him is if he didn't turn the ball over with interceptions and fumbles he would be okay but when you when you're a quarterback, a young quarterback, and you're turning the ball over, and you're, there's not a dramatic, dramatic uh, you know, Peyton Manning drop in interceptions, it's really hard because you're going to be fighting to try to win every game when you turn the ball over the way he does, and in such silly manners too, like getting the ball just stripped out of his hand. I mean, when have you seen that other quarterback? I mean, this is a while he's been doing this. I hope he can do well because, you know, I like him and I want him to do well, everybody on the Giants. But at some point in time, you know, you, you got to kind of – you got to grow or go. You know what I mean? You got to either be getting better or you're, you're – or you're, um, you're not – you're no, at least give him some competition maybe. Yeah, bring in some competition. Like Russell Wilson, how's that for some competition? <laughs> See you later, Daniel Jones. I've had enough. All right, that's the great Amani Toomer, ladies and gentlemen, on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Amani. Thanks, Amani. Right, thanks, for, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and by thank you, I meant thank you for the Super Bowl and you know being in the ring of honor and being a great giant. Uh, the new head coach of the USC Trojans, Lincoln Riley, is next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. And we are thrilled to be joined now by Lincoln Riley on the Goodyear Hotline. Of course, the new USC coach waking up with us. Good morning, coach. Good morning, guys. How we doing? What's happening, Lincoln? Doing good, man. Congratulations, How we doing? Coach. Good, man. Appreciate I, you guys. Appreciate I, you. I know you've hit the ground running and, and uh, you know, trying to figure out how to rebuild the program out at the homes, recruiting and doing all that. But that's not the most important thing when you become a USC Trojan. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a little bit of education on the USC Trojan thing, right? The fight zone, you're going to hear about, I don't know, You I, I say you're probably going to average 45 points a game. So you're going to hear that thing at least 100 times. The fight song is conquest is extremely important to get that down. You probably haven't had a chance to do that. And then the victory sign, the V, right? You, you, I've seen you put it up at your press conference, but you got to be able to take the elbow. The V's got to be right. It can't be too wide, can't be too narrow. And I'm going to get out there and spring ball, and I'm going to make sure your elbow and everything is cocked right because, you know, once you're a Trojan, you're always a Trojan. And I know your little girls are going to grow up believing in Cardinal and gold, and they're going to want to go to school there. So get your mind conditioned for what it's like to be a real Trojan. I just wanted to start off by saying that to you. No, I love it, Keith. That sounds great, man. And that's, uh, I tell you, that, that's what you can feel right away is, uh, um, you know, being a little, little bit of an outsider coming into this and only being in this role for a few days, but you can feel the the, the passion and the pride behind all the, all the great traditions here, um, all the great players yourself. Um, so many of the great teams, like you, you can feel it and you can feel the, the hunger in this place right now to, to be where it should be, um, as far as it's standing in college football. And so, uh, no, that sounds great, man. I'm looking forward to connecting with you, all the former players. And, uh, like I said, doing everything we possibly can to get this program where it should be. Yes, sir. So Mike Bone, the AD believes, uh, he said he believes that by hiring you, the landscape of college football will be changing and has changed. And you also said we want to make USC the mecca of college football. What impact do you believe that will be by them bringing you in and hiring you? Um, you know, man, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, Mike's very complimentary of saying those things. And I, I think that's, that's more about USC than it is about me or any one individual for sure. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think when you think about college football, you know, there's, Obviously, a lot of great programs out there, but I think there's a few you always think about as far as being elite and having an opportunity to be to be dominant. And this is, without a doubt, one of those programs. Uh, just with its again the history, with its location, the opportunity, the obvious opportunities to 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 have year in and year out success. And I just think it's one of those places that everybody around the country they're always watching. They always want to know what USC is doing. And so, um, 
you know, I think I think you know for us if we can if we can come in here if we can do the things that we that we believe in um, and if we didn't believe in those things this we wouldn't be in this situation um, but if we can do those things then sure it's going to have an impact but that impact's going to be way more about SC football all those involved than it is certainly about any one person talking to head coach Lincoln Riley just came from Oklahoma where th- first four years three times in the playoff and. And now the USC head coach. Coach, your name, name has seemed to be in the mix for like every job since the mo- moment you took over for Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. I was on first take talking about, why don't the Cowboys go grab Lincoln Riley? Why was USC the one that you ultimately decided to take? You know, I think it's a lot of the reasons that, 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 that Key just talked about there. I think it's a... I think it's such a unique opportunity for for myself and my family. I mean, it's it's honestly a little bit different than anything we've ever done, which was exciting for us. Um, again, you, I think anybody that knows anything or cares anything about college football, whether you're a fan of USC or not, you watch USC, and I think everybody recognizes the 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 power and the opportunities that that a place like USC, a place like Los Angeles, can can provide. And uh, and then to me, it was the combination of that and you got an administration right now that's ready to invest, you know, that's ready to do the things that, that maybe haven't been done in previous years to get SC back where it needs to be. Because certainly this will be a lot about the, the coaches and the players, but, it, but you know, to have a turnaround like this, um, to get this program back to an elite championship level, it's going to take every single person that, that cares one bit about SC to – to invest, to, to, to get out of their comfort zone, to do everything they possibly can. Um, and when you get all those great people pointed in one direction, then then great things happen. So uh, you could just feel the energy. You can feel how hungry they are to do whatever it takes. And the combination of that and the new opportunity was, it was just really, it's kind of cliche, but I mean, it was really just the, the right place and the right time for all those reasons. Coach, it, it seems like you have a lot of things already in place, but what do you foresee as the biggest challenge that you will have in rebuilding this program to be one of the best in the world? Well, I think the I think establishing our, our culture, um, establishing the the mentality uh, within the program, I think will be so important, and that comes about a lot of different ways. You know, one from the, the staff you hire. Uh, two from the, the choices made on the roster, you know, from from the current players, and um, you know what they decide to do, and really more what they want to do and what they want to become. There, um, the, the new players that we bring in, uh, I, I think you've got to get everybody pointed in the same direction. And uh, so that's not an easy job, but it's something that we're you know we're confident in. We feel like that's been a strength of ours as a staff, and uh, that's something we're going to push very hard to because I, I'm a firm believer. You get the you get the culture right, you get the environment right, you get everybody pointed in a team-first direction, then that's when you really start to grow and really start to produce. So I think that's, of all the things we've got to do right now, that's absolutely the most important. Lincoln Riley, uh, USC head football coach and future national championship head coach of the USC Chosen, joined us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Coach, uh, what, give me a timeline that you may think you can expect this program to get back in a strong contention, not only for the Pac-12 titles, which is whatever, but the college football playoffs, again, something I believe you certainly can get us into. 
Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's one of those things where there's you know college football this day and age. There's so many different ways to to turn over a roster quickly, and obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of changes on the on the coaching staff as well, and so you know, there's going to be a lot of new faces, and so I think the I think the capability can be there very quickly, um, and then it's about the whole group coming together. But I, you know, I I wouldn't have taken this job if, if I didn't feel like there was an opportunity to to make a quick turnaround, and I see. I felt like there was going to be no nothing to hold us back doing that, and now having boots on the ground for a few days, having a chance to to watch us practice, um, you know, beginning to start to put a, a staff together, I'm very confident that this thing can can happen in a in, in a great time frame for for everyone. Uh, again, it's it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of there is a lot of work to be done. Things happen, uh, and things have gone the way they have for a reason. And so uh, we've got to identify those reasons. We've got to move quickly, but. I think you've. I think with the resources that we have, the opportunities that we have, the players that want to come play with us, I think we've got a lot of current players in that roster that are that are very hungry for to, for success. And so I think it's a great starting point, and we're gonna we're gonna fight like hell until we get it. Yeah, you know, you got another little problem on your hands. You probably didn't even realize, and maybe you did. There's a rumor obviously circulating out there. I don't know how true this is, but uh, you got a couple dogs, Boomer and Sooner. And now you're at USC. You're going to have to change those names. Now, can you get them to respond to fight and on? Where are they going? Fight on. Where are you going? No, back well, good, good, The good thing, that is that is a rumor, so I don't have to change any dog's name. So uh, that's uh, a yeah, good thing. A lot of people have asked that question. But yeah, good thing that's, uh, that's a rumor. So dogs get to keep the, get to keep the names, and here we go. That, that's good, man. That, that's, I was like, well, wait a minute. That's not going to be good. Got to know where you came from, right, Lincoln? I respect that, man. I respect that. Coach, thank you so much for hopping on with us today. Pleasure to have you on. Best of luck going forward. Good luck, my man. And fight on. Appreciate you guys. Fight on. Fight on. He got it right. He got it. Look at that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is time to play Take It or Shake It. You heard it. Go ahead, Evan. Guys, Lincoln Riley will win a national championship before Brian Kelly. Take it or shake it. Take it! Take it! Take it! Of course he'll win a national championship before Brian Kelly because he'll get to the Final Four before Brian Kelly because Georgia and Alabama, for the most part, you got Texas A&M that's going to dominate that conference until Nick Saban decides to get away. It, out west in the Pac-12 conference, he makes the Pac-12 a little bit stronger, but Oregon always fades down the stretch. Washington's a rebuilding team. I don't know that Herm and Arizona State will ever get there. They'll always be competitive. We know what Colorado and Utah is. UCLA is going to be a, a team that wins eight games a year, but I think 
Lincoln Riley, his ability to coach and recruit in USC is such a powerful program that they will wind up in a national title hunt way before LSU. Yeah, I'll take it a step further. I think he'll get the, uh, actually more college football playoff than, uh, than what happened with Brian Kelly down at LSU because of the fact of the Pac-12 and the power that he will be able to have there. I, I always said USC is a sleeping giant, and I think Lincoln Riley is a perfect person to build that giant back to who it was. Yeah, take it all day. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, again, four years in a spot, goes to three CFPs in four years. And now you got the resources of USC, and that's a fan base that is thirsty right now. It's been a minute. Take it. Take it or shake it is brought to you by Granger. One team outside the top four gets into the college football playoff this weekend. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake that. Yeah, I shake it. I think I think all the teams that sit there will still be the teams sitting there. Even Alabama. Alabama, even Alabama, because I think Alabama's going to beat Georgia. That's what I think, and I think Georgia still gets in. I'll shake it just because I want to see a scenario. I want to see Notre Dame in now. Just And I know a lot of people don't, but considering what's happened, I want to see Notre Dame in the college football playoff. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to shake it because I think Alabama's going to lose to Georgia. I know, okay. Key, what you mean. Like, I get this sneaking feeling like, okay. oh, Alabama. But – I think one of those teams is going to lose. and uh, Well, yes, and, one of those teams has to lose. Right, no, but I'm saying one of the teams in the top four <laughs> good, other than good Georgia. Good follow-up, Jay. Yes. Let, me, let me be very I clear. I have my coffee, Keith. One of the teams in the top four other than Georgia will lose. <laughs> yes. And I think some other team's going to sneak in, so I'm going to sh- take it. Sneak, take it. That sneaky underdog team, Notre Dame. Amazing. <clears throat> yeah, right, exactly. Patriots more likely to get to the Super Bowl than the Bucks. Take it or shake it. Ew. Can I tell you after Monday? Sure. No, Let's go right to the next now. one. No, Evan, get out of here. Evan, Stop being so damn soft, Evan. I'm not picking. Make I, this man pick. The man's in the same room as me. No, no, no. No, Monday. Monday. Monday's going to tell me a lot. That's not a fair question to none of us because. Wait till Tuesday. I'm shaking it. It's never I'm a fair question. It. Hey, watch this. How hard is this? I'm shaking it. I think the Bucks have the best roster top to bottom in the NFL. I'm going to take them to get deeper than the Patriots. I'll take it just because I think the NFC has lowered it, and I think it's going to be way more of a challenge. You know, I still like the Bills. We'll see. I love, hate them. Patriots going to have to I'm going to go with the Pats. The I'm going to use that golf know. thing that you use when you pass on something. What is that, Mulligan or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Mulligan, you just get it. Oh, so yeah. Mulligans are part don't of the option it. now. Kind of I'm going to knock that down, Evan. Yeah, I'm a, if, I don't, if I don't feel comfortable saying something, I'm going to say Mulligan. I don't you think can't the do Mulligan. You I don't can't think... do everything I do, Jay. Calm down. One now. dude named Mulligan a million years ago kept asking for do-overs. And now, like, anyway. I think it's more like poker and he's just sitting out this hand. Yeah, well, maybe that's it, too. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson will play in the NFC East next season. Three teams could go after him, the Eagles, Washington, or the Giants. So take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! Shake yeah, it, I don't, I don't think Russell Wilson will be in the NFC East. I think he'll be uh, out of Seattle, but I don't think it'll be the NFC East. I'm going to sit out this hand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to shake it. I'm going to shake it. I think uh, this, I, something just tells me it's going to be him and Sean Payton in, in New Orleans. Oh, that brings me to Sean Payton will be the Saints. The Sean Payton will be the Saints coach next year. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take, take, it. It. take that. Take that. Take I'm gonna that, take, take it that. right now because with the Russell Wilson situation, that may be something to look at. But if not, I'll have an opportunity to shake it at a later date. I'm gonna shake it just because I'm gonna be like Key and the German spreader. I, I I love the fact just this narrative building around. When I found out yesterday from Key that. 
Sean Payton has a home in Dallas, and you just start tying it all together. And if I watch this collapse from the Cowboys occur, and it starts again on Thursday night, oh, I'm going to have fun with that storyline. I'm just hoping it's the Giants, but I think he's going to stay put. Major League Baseball will miss games this season due to the lockout. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake that. Shake that. Shake it. Owners don't want to miss money. Players don't want to miss money. And they've never missed games in the past. I don't see them missing games now. I got to tell you guys, I've been having a, a, quite a conversation with Buster Olney via DM. And he's, been, he, he's really worried about this, guys. He's worried about the players' leadership and their reduced engagement. And a lot of agents – experienced agents are worried about the PA and about their ability not to engage in contact. And uh, he thinks it's going to be a major problem for the players and for the future of baseball. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, shake it also, or what you're saying, they will miss games or won't miss games. They will miss games. They will miss. Yeah. I'm going to take it. Um, The, the players got rolled in the last negotiation. I think they're determined not to get rolled again. The owners will, um, We've seen it in the past. They'll shoot themselves in the foot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're gonna miss games. All right, take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, c- click Granger.com or just stop by. Oh. There you have it. That's take it or shake it. Coming up, we have uh, Joe Fortenbaugh. We got a, we got a. That's some money to spend. Oh, wow. I ain't got spend. no money. Yeah. He ain't got he's no out money. of money. <laughs> Mo- is this a the must win expert. for the Cowboys? Yeah, That's, what listening. level of must win is it? For the Cowboys, not to mention the Saints. That's coming up, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 